0: Welcome back to another episode of Marketing Conversations with Lamp House Films, the show where we conversate about all things marketing. I'm your host, Josh Henry. If you've been following along on TikTok, and I hope you have, because we're having a lot of fun over there. We've been doing this series called Ads That Didn't Age Well. In each episode, we talk about a specific ad, some of them old, some of them shockingly not that old, and we discuss why they didn't age well. Today on the podcast, we wanted to dive deeper. We wanted to move past looking at ads that didn't age well and ask ourselves, how did we get here? And more importantly, what are we doing today that people in 15 years will look back at and say the same thing? To answer that question, we're going to start by zooming all the way out. I mean, the
1: systems that run the world are basically patriarchy, white supremacy, ableism, heterosexism, right? Like all of those institutions. And the way that I see it is they fall under the umbrella of colonization, which is about exclusion, domination and the sacrifice of others basically in order to obtain wealth and power and control over a group of people. And I feel like this manifests big time in the way that we run our businesses and our marketing.
0: You're hearing Natalia, a conversion copywriter for Human First Brands. She has worked with a ton of great brands that you know and love. There are too many to list here, so just go check her out. We left links in the show notes to her website and her LinkedIn. All great marketers have a superpower. And if we've learned anything from all these Spider-Man remakes over the years, it's that... With great power... With great power... With great power comes great responsibility. So what superpower am I talking about?
1: Like we use the power of persuasion and the way that people are trained as copywriters is we kind of abuse the power of persuasion right Mm. often. Mm -hmm. And like, I got into copywriting like many, many years ago. I loved how it was like super creative. I love the psychology component of it and even the empathy component. But what I didn't love was the manipulation that was involved we're taught to like evoke feelings of guilt and fear and shame to persuade people to buy.
0: Now, she says here, we're taught, which I'll admit at first had me a little skeptical. I understand that these are maybe our worst instincts coming out, but taught? The more she broke this down, however, I realized that taught is exactly right.
1: There's a framework called uh, the PAS framework. That's like a very, very common one that you'll find in sales copywriting. And P stands for problem, A is agitate, S is solution, right? So you present the problem and then you poke the knife and you agitate and you really make them feel horrible about the situation so that when you present the solution, it feels like a no-brainer, like they're desperate. And it's very effective. (laughs) It's a very effective way of telling.
0: For those of you who don't work in marketing, this PAS framework is sort of marketing 101. And now that you know it, you'll start seeing it everywhere. I'm a little embarrassed to say that for as much time as we've spent on the show discussing harmful advertising, I've never thought to examine the framework itself as the thing that's causing harm. For those of you who do work in marketing, saying that the PAS framework is the problem here is sort of like saying the problem with swimming is that you're going to get wet. It might be true, but kind of unavoidable or is it?
1: There is a better way. And that way is all about human connection, not dehumanizing. I like to work with um, typically people who are very strong in their values in their business. So leading with your values is a really great way of inspiring someone to get on board with what you're trying to sell. Um, I find that a very effective way of even like, increasing, um, client loyalty. Right. And it's not a new concept. Um, it's just removing, making that the the main message versus like poking the knife in the wound. And I think it's totally okay to like state the problem and even like name the villain, as long as the villain is not your customer. And that sounds ridiculous, but that is literally what like the weight loss industry does for example, right. They, They like make their customers the villain. And um, so don't do that. (laughs) Um, And instead like state the problem and name the villain as like a concept or a system that isn't serving them and share your values and how you propose a solution. uh, And then talk about the transformation. Talk about the transformation that you promised them.
0: So if step one to making sure that your marketing does no harm is addressing the framework, then step two is addressing your specific language.
1: Something that's seemingly harmless, like saying that a product is only X amount of dollars when only X amount of dollars is very subjective. It depends on who you ask and that could feel Um, Not so great. And that's like a, a very common phrase. I used it myself and it was a client who pointed it out to me. So I'm constantly learning every day, like the words that could potentially cause harm to people. And we have to sit and think about this. Is there a better way to say it only is a very effective way of making it seem like an amazing deal. Do we have to do that? No, we don't. We could show people the value of our product without having to manipulate them.
0: I'm sure there are so many examples of this. So what are some frameworks, rather than listing all of these examples, what are some frameworks that people who are interested in getting better at this can be like viewing the world through or thinking through as they're writing their copy?
1: The list is never ending. I definitely don't know all the words that exist that cause harm in marketing. But when I'm going through my work, because I do copy audits to ensure that copy is not only optimized to convert but to reduce harm i basically look at does this copy leverage people's pain to make them rich um does it turn like an event into a campaign like an event that causes a marginalized group to suffer like i don't know if you heard about um walmart and their juneteenth campaign that's like a classic example of what not to do and that's also a very performative example of like oh like DEI is now a trend um and we are diverse and inclusive so here's a campaign like that's not that's not how that works so are we leveraging you know marginalized groups pain to turn it into a campaign and make sales um and then also considering like your audience and this requires a lot of like target audience research and understanding your audience specific needs. Like there are words that are totally harmless, um, but it depends on the group that you're talking to. So does my copy consider who I'm talking to? Could it be triggering for a particular group? Um, And just creating like a sense of belonging for them in your copy.
0: I really appreciate the way that Natalia put this. I always think that a set of questions to ask yourself before doing something is going to be more effective than a set of rules.
1: I think the first step is like willing to admit that there, there's a system in place um, and you need to change the system and kind of doing that introspective work. It sounds like a, a lot more work than many people are willing to do, but I think it it takes that and also having compassion for yourself because you're not gonna get it right 100% of the time. I I don't think we need to be experts to make a difference.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Marketing Conversations with Lamp House Films. Lamp House is a production company that creates film-driven marketing campaigns. If you wanna chat with us about your next film, we would love to hear from you. You can reach me at josh at lamphousefilms.com. If you haven't yet, please take a second to leave us a review wherever you're listening to this. It helps other people find the show. Also, if you aren't following along on TikTok, you are missing out. You can find us there at Marketing Conversations. This show is a production of Lamp House Films. It's produced by Malia Irby, and this week's episode was written and edited by me, your host, Josh Henry. Until next time, stay inspired and let's keep the conversation going.